You're listening to the Third Down Squad Podcast, the best international news podcast for the National Football League. We're your hosts, Derek, Josh, and Toby. Let's get you ready for new set downs on Sunday. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Third Down Squad Podcast. It is now officially the beginning of the new year for the NFL, so the 2019 NFL season has officially begun. Uh, real quick, before we get into today's podcast, wanted to give our thoughts and prayers to Christchurch, New Zealand. Uh, obviously, everyone has heard of the terrorist attack that happened there. And I also want to uh, say uh, uh, the apologies to Felix PewDiePie is the same time because the guy, I don't know if you guys understood this, but know that he had said subscribe to PewDiePie before he got out of his vehicle to end up shooting everyone. He said that live on his Facebook feed when he did it. So, and now Felix's name is getting brought into a whole bunch of controversy on that. So it's sad to see, but it's sad to see on all around, but hate shouldn't be anywhere in this world. This should not divide all of us. And again, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone affected by this horrible tragedy. All right, now we're going to get back to football. And as you guys can probably tell, there's Noah with Josh. Uh, we have our first official guest on the podcast. We're going to get a couple more here over the summer, but Noah is our first one. And before we get into free agency, we're actually going to talk about Kareem Hunt, which uh, was reported this morning that Kareem Hunt will be serving an eight-game suspension for his uh, recent activity of hitting a woman uh, earlier last year. Uh, and that is... Basically, we're going to start this off, and I'll let anyone start with this. Was the eight-game suspension the right uh, amount of time? No, it was not. It was too little. It's got to be – you got to set a precedent at this point. Like, I know it started with the Ray Rice incident and, like, what what was his suspension? A year or so? Yeah, it was yeah, It was year. a full year. Yeah. Full year. So, like, <clears throat> I'm not really up to par with this one, but there still should have been no reason for him to lay hands or kick – this woman in general, no matter what the situation was, like looking over the film, he had the opportunity to uh, walk away because weren't they in a hotel room, if I'm not mistaken? They were in a hotel. It wasn't in a room, but it was in a hotel. Yeah. Basically he, lobby hotel. Area. He, had, he had the option to go away. And like, so it's more of the, his thought process about it. So it should have been just a little longer than eight games, but it's not really an upside for the Browns, but they're, It'll probably turn into Duke Johnson getting traded right before the deadline and then Hunt coming fresh off of eight games. Yeah. So definitely agree. It'll work out for the Browns, but it's just it's too little for yeah. precedent standards. I'm yeah. with Noah on this one. I think that he sh- he should have just, I don't know, sat out like 10 games total, maybe 12, you know, just to, like like you said, prove a point. You know, if you're just giving like low-end suspensions for something this horrendous, then you're just digging yourself a deeper grave if you're the NFL because this is just going to show that, oh, if I, you know, hit somebody, you know, through domestic abuse, I'm only going to get eight games. So I can afford that, you know. That's the mentality that's going to start. One second. I will give it to Kareem Hunt, though. He is not protesting or doing anything against the suspension. He's taking it. So it just shows that he knows he did something wrong, but it's just not long enough on the NFL's part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I got to totally agree with Noah on that one. I also think it should have been uh, one year. 
complete year and not only half a season. But I think the point that speaks for him is, like you said, that he doesn't appeal the suspension in any way, and it was his first offense, his, his first suspension, so I can see why the NFL gave him only half a season. But, I mean, it it, sh- it should have been more than that. Yeah, and I think we can all agree it should have been a little bit longer. Uh, I did see a tweet earlier from someone saying that, you know, uh, Kareem shouldn't be getting a suspension. He should be kicked out of the NFL forever for this because he said anyone else at any given business does something like this. They get fired from their job and never get the chance to come back. Well, I, I hate to break it to that d- person's tweet, but I mean, Kareem did get fired. He did get released from the team. He got kicked out of the NFL for the time being. And I mean, it was ultimately another team's opportunity to bring him back in because they felt he deserved a second chance. I do agree uh, that he definitely deserves a longer suspension. Uh, Yeah, eight games just seems a little, uh, seems too little. I think uh, I agree with Josh around the 10 to 12, maybe even a year long was a little bit more of a reasonable suspension. All right, now we're going to move on to free agency, and we have a lot to discuss in this. It's going to take a while for us, but we're going to start with Noah's team, the Patriots. Uh, The Patriots, like the Colts, who we'll get to a little bit later, have been pretty quiet uh, throughout free agency so far, releasing a few uh, players of their own, but also getting the addition of Michael Bennett and the releasing of Trey Flowers as well. Uh, Noah, what do you what do you have to say for the Patriots and free agency so far? Personally, I'm not really a fan because we're not making any moves, but for the Patriots, it's understandable because they don't go out looking for stars. They make the stars, kind of mm-hmm. how Trent Brown got this big deal. Mm-hmm. He, he looked amazing protecting Tom Brady, so he's going to go get this amazing deal. Mm-hmm. So we don't usually go out and hunt for people, but I'm not going to say it like it's a bad thing, but some of these people are easily replaceable if you're trying to pick up what I mean more for the Patriots style, but like right now we haven't re-signed a uh, Steven Goshkowski. Like mm-hmm. he's been our kicker forever. I kind of want to keep the man, but we're not really doing anything right now for that. Then everybody's just going to the lions. Like, yeah, but I, I feel mean, like I think, can, I think we can all agree that the Trey flowers deal was absolutely insane. I mean that, that contract was something quite hard to believe for a guy that, you know, a lot of people said was not really worth something like that. But uh, the Michael Bennett trade, what did you uh, give me the last one there? What do, what do you think of that Michael Bennett trade? I don't like it at all. Like that just really? shows that like, we're not going after a defensive tackle in the draft as of right now. Cause like personally, I wanted the Clemson kid, Christian Wil- was it Wilkinson or Wilkins? Yeah. Wilkins. Like, I personally wanted him, but now that I see we're going after uh, Bennett, I'm afraid we're going to go after that Duke quarterback just as a Tom Brady replacement. Oh, Daniel Jones, yeah. I'm I can see it. For the 2021 draft when Trevor Lawrence comes out for the Patriots to go after him, but we'll see right now. But I'm not a fan of the trade as of right now unless Michael Bennett can come in and like produce something of like six sacks. Like I have the bar set low mm-hmm. for him right now, but we'll see. All right, overall overall grade for the Patriots right now. Overall grade for free agency, I'd probably say a solid C, maybe okay. C plus, just because we haven't really made any big moves. Like 
Okay. There were rumors of the Patriots offer for Antonio Brown being way better than the Raiders, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yeah. I got you. Anyone else got anything to add on that? Not, not yeah, really. Yeah. All right. I mean, well, we're gonna move on to. One second. One second. Oh, there. oh we got Josh. We got I Josh. I'm just looking at the Lions saying they're going to be the Patriots 2.0 because do you see all those Patriots people heading to uh, Matt Patricia? Yeah, yeah. Amendola. Yeah, I agree. Patriots teams, one in each division, but the other one's going to be called the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Well, we basically soon have a Super Bowl Patriots against Patriots. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get Brian Hoyer to the Lions. secretly the next goat. <laughs> Be better than Matt Stafford, maybe. All right, now we're going to move on to the Saints free agency. And, you know, at first it was a little bit of glimmer of hope with the fact that the Saints did not have a lot to work with in the cap space. Uh, all, although releasing Mark Ingram for a bigger contract, they have re-signed a bunch of decent players, being able to keep Teddy Bridgewater as the backup quarterback, being able to sign Malcolm Brown, Toby, what what are your thoughts on the Saints free agency so far? Are they doing what you needed to do? Um, well, other than not re-signing Mark Ingram, which wasn't the Saints' fault, but more of Mark Ingram's agent's fault, if you believe the news that are coming out of uh, New Orleans right now. Uh, but so far, yeah, you mentioned Teddy Bridgewater. I really like that they are re-signing uh, Teddy Bridgewater and that he didn't take the deal from Miami which supposedly mm-hmm. offered him more than what New Orleans did. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I'm worried about is that the Bridgewater deal is only for one year and they have to renegotiate next year again. And Drew Brees is probably not going to retire after next year either. So they have to pay Teddy Bridgewater a lot of money over the next couple of years till Drew Brees is going to retire. But I would love to see Teddy Bridgewater as uh, the successor of Drew Brees, even if a lot of people say, well, what is with Taysom Hill? And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't understand uh, that Teddy Bridgewater is actually younger than uh, Taysom Hill, even if he's been in the league three years longer, but he's mm-hmm. two years younger than him. So uh, I love that to see Teddy Bridgewater there. And of course, all the other guys in Craig Robertson, Chris Banjo, and Will Lutz. For me, Will Lutz was the biggest resigning as one of the best kickers in the NFL, getting him for mm-hmm. five years, other than yep. the Patriots, like Noah said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Unlike in the past, kickers are not a dime a dozen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're reliable. You want to keep them. You can't just yeah, get Yeah, definitely. That's why I re-signed Vinatieri to another deal. We're going to keep yeah. him in this league. Till yep, we're keeping him around, even if he's 45 <laughs> years old. Doesn't even matter. He's still better than 40. Before the Lions him. signed uh, Prater, just how they kept going to like three different kickers. Yeah, I mean, it's the Bears right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true. Yeah. Uh, Toby, got any more to add to that one? Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, the signing of Malcolm Brown is one of the biggest deals right now for the Saints. They needed somebody to replace uh, Sheldon Rankins in the uh, defensive line after tearing that AC, uh, that Achilles uh, last mm-hmm. season. He will probably be on the PUP list uh, at the start of the season, but has the possibility to come back during the season. It looks good that way, but even <laughs> with Rankins back, Kevin Rankins and uh, Brown in the interior defensive line is really promising and could help the 
Saints D a lot. The only thing right now, only a little bit before we started to record here, they, uh, Kansas City Chiefs have uh, signed Alex Okafor, the defensive end from the Saints, mm-hmm. which I really thought the Saints should resign. But, I mean, you win some, you lose some, but still yep. the Saints look pretty good. Yeah, and real quick before we move into the Colts free agency, I I applaud Bridgewater for that commitment because he obviously could have went to Miami, made a lot more money, had most likely had the starting job right there and then, but he said that given the the atmosphere of New Orleans, it's the team chemistry, it's the it's what the Colts have been trying to preach over the last uh, sixteen months has just been the the team chemistry means more than a lot of people think and yeah to, and to be willing to take a lot less money and to take away a starting job just to stay behind drew Brees and learn more about the saints i i applaud bridgewater for that signing yeah he, he did the complete opposite of what mark ingram did and mm-hmm. kudos to teddy bridgewater yeah all right josh now we're gonna get into our team the colts free agency uh obviously there were a lot of questions going into free agency for the Colts with the most cap space of any team by far. And so far, the Colts have remained quiet. They have only signed one free agent in Devin Funches and a receiving core that we absolutely needed to help. And the Colts have basically done nothing except keep a few of their free agents from leaving the building. And Josh, you had a couple of conflicting feelings with Chris oh, Ballard and the yes. and the Colts right now, give it to us straight now. What what are your true feelings towards what's going on right now? All right, I understand where he was coming from, but when I sent you all those messages about how he was like pissing me off, it's mostly because <laughs> you remember being that kid at a birthday party that they were showering the other kid with attention. You're standing there in the corner, just like, come on, just talk to me or something like that. You know, you get that feeling. Yeah. That's yeah. how I felt when I saw the Browns signing left and right people. And here we are with just all our money left in the world right behind us. Just, I'm like, can we at least go after like Sue? And then, or, uh, you don't want Sue. Yeah. Nobody wants yeah. Sue. No, not with us. We, what, what the Colts problem is they're good and they didn't really need to sign any of the talent right yeah. now. So why not save it? And yeah. And then yeah. I, I, after a walk through a uh, campus, and I finally realized that he's waiting for the dust to settle on all these high-end people because mm-hmm. when uh, there's another mid-tier player that's just not, you know, going to get signed. Right. He'll just swoop in with like a, here's a one-year $15 million contract to see if you want to stay here or not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that he's not like spending money left and right like the Browns are because Browns personally, I think the Browns are going to be in for a world of hurt in the next few years when it comes to paying those people. Unless yeah. they're just going to do a rental process where they just set them free after that. They have like 50k yeah. or something left in cap space. Yeah, they got 40. They got 40, 40 uh, million left in cap space for right now. So they'd be able to sign a lot of their young tier guys. But if they get a guy that's wanting a decent salary, then it's going to be hard to keep them. But but it, back to the Colts real yeah. quick before I let you start. Yeah. Day. I'm glad that Ballard's not spending money left and right because, like you said, it's the culture of the locker room. Like, it's the C-O-L-T-U-R-E. There you go. The culture right there in Indianapolis. I, I, there you go. Ballard, if it you're listening. It is very, very true. Why don't you do that? Because it's been yes. 
<laughs> trademark it before they put it on t-shirts. Yeah. Oh yeah, we need to do that. Yeah, uh, I think they already have. Yeah. But but uh, like, here's the thing is, and and I'll ask this for anyone. You guys will understand this. How does someone become a free agent? Someone becomes a free agent when their contract's up and they want extra money from the team that they said they want. Well, guess what? The problem is when you're a team like the Jets, who just paid two guys a grand total of contracts that are nine years and $135 million over those nine years, the problem you have and you run into is that every year you lose that cap space and you can't keep guys that you bring in through your own system. And I don't think a lot of people realize this for Colts fans. I failed to realize it at first. Over the next three years, Quentin Nelson and Andrew Luck, Eric Ebron, Darius Leonard, Malik Hooker, Kenny Moore, all these guys that I can just keep naming, every single one of them are going to become free agents here soon. And why would Chris Ballard uh, just throw all his cap space out the window at a couple other guys and not have the money to sign them? because they're going to want money at some point. And if they don't get the money from the Colts, it just because we drafted them doesn't mean they're going to stay loyal to our program. If we don't give them what they think they deserve. And that is why uh, next year, the Colts will have to spend a little bit of cap space because the Colts have to spend about 20 million in cap space next year to be able to abide by the cap, uh, the cap rule, which is where you have to spend at least 20% of your cap over the span of uh, when you get to be at a certain point in cap space. So they, they will spend a little bit next year. That's no problem. But the thing is, is that he wants to make sure that when his guys become free agents and they want money, he'll be able to afford to keep them. So they stay off the free agent block. And then we don't lose all these guys because other teams will want them. Because when you look at some of the young players we have and look at how good they were, Man, it was, it was a pleasant show to watch. So everyone's kind of dogging. I know, I understand it too. I've been a little frustrated too seeing the Jets and the Browns and the Raiders and the Lions getting all these free agents that we keep trying to get. But Ballard just doesn't want to throw the egg at it because he knows that he's got to sign his guys later on and he doesn't want to give somebody a contract that he doesn't know is fully committed to our process. And like Josh said, it's about the culture of the locker room. It's about being able to form a team. You know that when Pierre Desir got re-signed, he, when he got that contract and it made public, every single Colts player that had a Twitter went on Twitter and congratulated him personally and were so happy for him. It's like, th- that is what you want. That is what you want. Every single player to treat every guy like it's his brother. That's exactly what you want. And the Col- uh, the Colts have a good locker room. Uh, the Saints appear to have a really good locker room. The Teddy Bridgewater thing showed. I mean, it, it does it does make a mark. And listen, the Devin Funches pick, the one pick we've done, I, I, I love it. I think it's a great uh, short-term option. It's, hey, go- show us what you got this year. You're going to have a new system with a better quarterback and a better head coach. You're going to go out there and you're going to perform. If you don't perform, we're kicking you out. If you perform, then we'll give you a little bit of money next year. Yeah. And the and the few guys we did re-sign, Glowinski, uh, Bame, and uh, Desir, you know those three guys, according to ESPN, those are three of the top six most uh, best-rated 
uh, re-signs of any team of any uh, re-signs yet in free agency. So it shows that like we're keeping these good guys at a at a low rate, but making sure we re-sign them. So yeah. at the same time, I, I, it's like I agree with you, Josh. I'm a little upset that we haven't gotten guys, you know, because you always want the new toy, you always want the yeah. new cool thing to be on the block. But at the end of the day, that's not what you need to keep the organization going. And before we move on, yeah, I don't want to see Quentin Nelson on the Patriots. <laughs> Hell you know, no. You know, dude, Hell no. Damn well there. That's what we're saving. Oh, you head. know for absolute certainty Chris Ballard will do anything he can to make sure that dude stays there to protect Andrew Law. And I don't want to see Darius Leonard on the Saints either. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, dang, He's, Toby's like, please do. Please yeah, do. please do that. I mean, I'm I'm good with linebackers right now, but come a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All just right. mentality of yeah. them because, like, what if they want to go uh, chasing rings and the Colts can't produce that? So it's just a matter of Colts got to get to the playoffs, get far in the playoffs, maybe win a Super Bowl because mm-hmm. some of these guys want to go down to Hall of Fame as Super Bowl champs, not just the highest paid guard or linebacker in NFL Very history. true. Yeah. Very true. And the Colts are getting there. They are. The Colts are getting there. I think last year's team was the best team that we have had. What is Noah doing right there? Oh, <laughs> I see there. I see it. All right. Whatever, <laughs> dude. Whatever. Gauntlet while you're at but like, Anyway, yeah, the Colts last year, that was the best team that we've had in since 2009. I think Josh and I can firmly say that. But, Crazy. you know, it's just got to keep going. And now we're going to move on from our team's free agencies. We're now going to start talking about free agents and trades that have happened recently. And we're going to start with the most recent one, Ryan Tannehill, who just got traded to the Titans for a (laughs) one-year $7 million deal with or $7 million guaranteed with five of that being guaranteed by the Dolphins. The Dolphins literally sent Tannehill to the Titans and paid $5 million of his $7 million contract just to make sure they could get rid of him. So what is it? So I think the big question is, is what is this? What does this trade do for Mariota? What does this say for Mariota's status as the quarterback of the Titans? It, it more gives the Titans a safety net when Mariota goes down. Cause I think Mariota is just a teeny bit injury prone, but it's just more. Marcus Mariota is way better than Tannehill. Not gonna lie. Yeah, because being in the uh, AFC East with him, like Tannehill's can't compare to Mariota, but it doesn't really put his job at risk. It just gives the team a safety net, which I know Mariota is about being a team player. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really put a. It may spark a fire underneath his seat, but we'll just see what this year brings. Because I don't think Tannehill's gunning for the starting job. Right. Yeah, I'm on that same boat too. I mean. Tannehill was great his first, like, two, three years back in, uh, starting in 2012, because I know he's in the same draft class as Andrew Luck. But he's just been on a decline, and I I think it's just due to lack of, uh, like, protection for him and, like, lack of talent. And lack of talent. Uh, and maybe it was Adam Gase's, like, style of offense that he really didn't fit with, because when he went down uh, – and Jay Cutler took over, and it was all right. But then when he came back and they still had Adam Gase, he just didn't – he looked out of his element. So I think Tannehill has kind of lost his way. But I think with the Titans, he could do some pretty uh, decent moves, I guess you could say. 
I believe that though they are the uh, well, wasn't Tannehill drafted in the first round of the 2012 draft? Yeah, yeah. They got two of the first round uh, quarterbacks from 2012 in the same division right now, and they're and they're still terrible. (laughs) They're all still terrible. Yeah, and we can say that Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson are the biggest winners out of that QB. Easily, yeah. Easily. Hashtag RG3 stole the rookie of the year from Andrew Luck. All right, Toby, go ahead. RG3 <laughs> could have been a lot better if he didn't play that playoff game for the Redskins. True. Probably, yeah. But, yeah, um, from my point of view, the Titans right now have two backup quarterbacks on their roster without a starting quarterback. So, uh, <laughs> basically... Uh, yeah, they have to find somebody else. They should release Mariota and Tannehill and get somebody new. Uh, or at least keep one as a backup. Uh, but yeah, uh, the the whole decline of Ryan Tannehill, I mean, it's not going to get better in Tennessee. They don't have an offensive line either. They don't have receivers. So uh, it's basically uh, another division, but the same situation as with the Miami Dolphins. So mm-hmm. it's not a trade up. He's probably the backup to Mariota until Mariota gets hurt, and then it's the same old Ryan Tannehill that we know from Miami. So doesn't help yeah. either. Yeah, and and I like Toby's wording there. Till Mariota gets injured, like that's that will happen again because it seems to happen every single year that Mariota had some kind of injury and then ends up getting sidelined for a couple weeks where Tannehill will eventually make something happen. I mean, you're right, Toby. This this really isn't that much of an upgrade. And, I mean, th- there's no reason that you would sign Tannehill unless you really do want that backup QB that you want to be affirmative in. And the only reason you do that is if you don't have confidence in Marcus Mariota. And to be completely honest, I don't think that the t- he's really given the Titans – anything to be confident about with him anyway. I mean, Marcus Mariota came in, a a Heisman hopeful, comes in, he says, it looks like he's going to change how the quarterbacks do things. Well, sure enough, you know, he's been no better than any average quarterback in the NFL since coming in and getting one win off the Kansas City Chiefs who didn't have Patrick Mahomes at that moment and made literally one of the the stupidest touchdowns that I've ever seen happen throws off a off, off a helmet catches it himself and then goes but at the end of the day this this doesn't make me afraid at all as a Colts fan at, at all really I mean I'm more afraid of the other picks that the Titans have been getting in free agency but at the end of the day again this is just a a backup plan as you guys like to call it just a backup in case Mariota uh, when Mariota ends up going down again. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to move on to the Raiders where obviously they made big news. Uh, that was a big topic in our last podcast with Toby and I, where <laughs> AB would end up after declining to go to Buffalo. Well, now we have our answer and he is now an Oakland Raider and along with acquiring AB the Raiders have also gotten Trent Brown from the Patriots, Marcus Joyner from the Rams, and a couple of other players to benefit Tyrell Williams from the Chargers while also losing Jordy Nelson uh, just two days ago. So now, guys, with the Raiders acquiring all these guys, 
how much do they actually improve by signing all of them? Well, I think they improved drastically there. I mean, uh, they, I think they're just going to draft strictly defensive line in the first round because you got everything else. So I think they're just going to wait to see what happens in the draft to get their defensive line set. Mm-hmm. But uh, AB was a good sign for Derek Carr because he had nobody once they traded Amari Cooper away. And right. uh, LaMarcus Joyner was an all right one. I wanted him to go to the Colts to help with uh, – Either being a cornerback or a safety, but um, yeah, Trent Brown was also a pretty decent one. Wasn't uh, he like he was the starting tackle? Yeah, starting yeah, starting tackle for the Patriots. Yep. Yeah, so you can clearly tell Gruden finally like has what he wants to do to start putting pieces into motion. That brings into question all the uh, heat Gruden was taking this year. What happens when his master plan works out again to the playoffs and possibly winning a Super Bowl by getting rid of Mark Cooper, getting rid of Cleo Mack, maybe draft Bosa or somebody like that in the first round? So, like, does that take any heat off of them if they start to produce? Uh, I I think that if you're looking at wide receiver, when he released Amari Cooper, it nobody knew that uh, uh Brown wouldn't be released from the page uh, from the uh, Steelers. So, in that case, he just got as lucky as anybody could get. And he looked he, like an idiot, but now it's paying off just a little bit. It, it's paying off a little bit, but uh, I think he just got lucky. And I don't think if it was really his plan all along to get all these guys in free agency. So, I wouldn't put all all of it on Gruden himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think the Raiders actually do improve quite a bit with this. The the amazing thing is, getting AB, they still kept all their first round picks. It's still it's amazing. It really is. It was it was dumb by the by the Steelers to trade anything less than a first round pick for AB. But then again, with I think with the market being as small as it was for AB anyway, I think they just say you know what we're just gonna get what we can i guess because you take your losses and you just move on but i mean yeah they got a pretty decent uh tackle in trent brown you get an upgrade at safety uh you do get a massive upgrade at wide receiver with ab and tyrell williams uh and uh, also with the addition of jared cook as long as jared cook doesn't go anywhere and then like and like josh said i think they're going defense pretty much the entire first round you're gonna you're gonna fill in the the linebacker, the defensive line. Maybe they might go an offensive line. Maybe they might go running back since they're kind of struggling at both at the moment. But yeah, I mean, I hate to admit it, but I mean, there's optimism now for the Raiders. I think you know you can kind of say, hey, they filled the receiver need. They filled a need at safety and at tackle. Now if they get you know draft well, which I believe they will, then. You know, there could be some optimism there. There could yeah. be uh, some interesting combos for that. Yeah, the only thing they need is a decent quarterback better than Derek Carr. Because, I mean, he had I one good that. season, but other than that, they need an upgrade on that. Otherwise, they can't use either Tyrell Williams and Antonio Brown. Yeah, true. David Carr uh, was better than Derek it? Carr. Changed my mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Now we're going to move on to everybody's favorite team, the Browns, who have been the talk <laughs> of the last few days, given not only for the OBJ trade that they acquired, it was also due to signing, uh, end up signing Sheldon Richardson, Olivia Vernon, and a couple of other guys as well. Uh, I, I will ask Toby first. With all these moves, Toby, that the Browns have made, is it fair to say that they're the early favorites for the AFC North division? Well, with all that's going on with the Steelers and the Ravens right now, uh, the Browns, for me, are the clear favorites of it. I mean, Pittsburgh just gave away two of the best players or the two best players on the roster in Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. And the Ravens basically traded away all their linebackers or let them go in free agency. So they basically gave away their best part of their team uh, in a complete yard sale and also uh, let Eric Well go and signed Earl Thomas. Uh, so, yeah, they got the, a better offense this year with Mark Ingram and all the other guys that they got. But they had one of the best defenses in the entire league which now after what they did in free agency, they no longer have. So mm -hmm. if you're just taking the losses of the teams in the division and if you look at Cincinnati, they didn't do anything <laughs> for now. So <laughs> nothing much has changed there. Oh yeah, that's right. Cincinnati's a team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Josh, Josh, what do you what does your cousin and dad say about this? Are they just as excited as everyone else is? They're beyond excited. I'm pretty sure they've already planned out the next five Super Bowl parades in Cleveland. <laughs> but as of right now, it's just like putting lipstick on a pig at this point with the Browns because they can look good. They can be good on paper. Now, when it comes to being on the field, it could be a totally different team because, like, I've heard Browns fans year after year, this is our year because they have insert random quarterback as their starter. So it's just more of a – They'll look good on paper, but Odell, he's 5'11", 200 pounds. He's kind of undersized. What happens when Earl Thomas lays his shit out? Like, <laughs> Very true out. statement. I mean, it's true. Like, what happens like when Odell goes out, that just turns into the Browns basically from last season minus a great offensive guard. So it's just more of a more injury-related accidents that could lead the Browns to not win the division than it is for them just to, like, be the paper champs right now. Yeah. Remember, you can only get as far as you can in the playoffs based off your depth chart. So right now, you're just looking at a surface level. They look like an invincible team. But if one goes down with an injury, just one, another side of the ball, their season could be in jeopardy. Because if Baker Mayfield goes down with, like, an ACL tear or Achilles tear, what happens then? Yeah. Or, like, or, like, what like you said Oh my, God. oh my God! We are not bringing that man's name up, okay? He, he has led now, the league in turnovers since he's gotten into the NFL. Okay. Well, I think they they have Odell as their backup quarterback right now as well. Very yeah. true. Yeah, I think that's you know, true. You know, it's also funny is that the Browns wanted Bortles, but they got Manziel. Remember that? Because uh, the Jaguars drafted yeah. him right before the Browns. Yep. So. They kind of dodged a bullet, but then again, they didn't because yeah. that pick ended up being uh, the pick after it. Who was it? Was it Gibson or something like that? Or Gilbert? It was Gilbert. Gilbert, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, back to the, the Browns now. Yeah, it looked like right now somebody was playing Madden in real life and turned off cap space because that was ridiculous. 
Because mm-hmm. all, all I saw in the group chat with our family was Browns just signed Odell. They just traded Odell. They signed Vernon. They signed Shelt. You know, yeah. everybody. Bunch of signings, not a lot of like powerhouse names. And all of a sudden, our, uh, we have a cousin who's a Giants fan. He's starting to get a little uneasy seeing all these trade rumors about Odell going to the Browns and our cousin, their brothers, the Browns and Giants fans. So it got pretty heated in there, but you hate to see your superstar go, but it's just more yeah. the Browns mm-hmm. didn't necessarily need to make the trade, but it, since the trade was there and they took it. Cause oh, yeah. Well, I think to be completely honest, just real quick before Josh finishes, I think I, to be completely honest, I think when – you look at the impact that that trade had on both teams. The Giants won that trade. The Giants won the trade because they got three new players. They're going to get a first rounder, a third rounder, and they got Jabril Peppers. For a team that's rebuilding, that's exactly what you want because keeping Odell was worse than keep than uh, keeping Odell was worse for the Giants than getting rid of him and getting a bunch more added to your team. But well, go ahead, Josh. Can, can you really call – sorry, Josh, but can you really call what they're doing right now with Eli Manning and Golden Tate rebuilding? Yeah, I know. I know. It, it's like the only piece that's missing here. I don't even mind the Golden Tate one. I don't mind the Golden Tate signing, but I mind the, that Eli is still on that roster. That yeah. is a terrible, terrible move by the Giants to keep him because they don't owe him shit. He doesn't owe them shit. He, they don't owe him shit. Just get rid of him. Save yourself some mo- some money, man. Into the Chargers as a backup, because remember how much he hated to go to the Chargers when he was drafted. <laughs> yeah. So they do them as punishment. But to wrap up everything, how much you want to bet when uh, o- when Odell doesn't perform, Nathan's gonna just end up oh, yeah. being mad. No. Once Odell's not up to par with all the high expectations of the Browns fans, they're gonna be calling for his head on a stake because mm-hmm. their season went from. Coming to the offseason, Freddie Kitchen gets hired. We're gonna go eight and eight. Oh my god! And all of a sudden, we signed some. They signed some more people. Oh my gosh, we're going ten and whatever. Then all of a sudden, Odell comes over, and they're like, "We're going undefeated, win the Super Bowl," because expectations went from here to here. With the oh Brown. yeah, and even Odell even said on Twitter, "I can't believe how much these fans love their football. I can't believe it. It's like I've never seen this before." So you're right. Is like, can he? Can he deal with it? That's a huge problem is that if he doesn't deal with it correctly, is he going to ruin his reputation before it even gets started? And, and I, I agree with uh, that they should be the favorites right now. They should be because yeah. they're, you know, on paper, they look like the best team right now. But yeah, I mean, like, obviously, I, I mean, the problem with the Steelers is that they're still going to have a really good offense at the end of this year. They still got Juju. They still have James Conner. They still have Vance McDonald and Big Ben. Just the issue is, is that their defense is is anything but average. So, I mean, ultimately, they're not going to be able to stop anybody again, just like they did last year. And Baltimore, while also upgrading with Earl Thomas at the safety position and getting a better upgrade at running back with Mark Ingram, they still don't have a wide receiver they still don't have def- – they lost most of their defensive linemen and linebackers. You basically lost your entire defense just to get one guy back and then a running back. And then the Bengals, I don't even need to say anything about them because they don't do crap. Exactly. They, they don't do crap. They, they, there's nothing to worry about the Bengals right now. So ultimately, there will still be some good games. Uh I still think the Ravens and the Steelers will give 
the Browns a run for their money every time they play them because it's always a rivalry game. It always comes down to the wire with that. But yeah, at the moment, uh, if the Browns can actually work together very well, because you know it uh, it does come down to Baker Mayfield. It does come down to because now they gave him the roster, and Baker Mayfield showed at the end of last year, hey. I'm here. This is my team. It's time for me to take over. Can he actually do it? That's the thing. It's it's whether or not, you know, now that the teams have a full year of, you know, film on him, can they adapt and get better and try to stop them? Remember, they call it the sophomore slump for a reason. (laughs) Yes, very true. Very true. Andrew Luck was impervious to it. Yeah, we know. Well, I mean, his his slump, he really didn't even have a slump. He actually got better because his freshman slump was bad. He had so many interceptions that first year. That wasn't even funny. But but anyway, now we're going to go from the Browns to the Jets, another team that's making a lot of moves. Uh, They signed C.J. Mosley from the Ravens for a a five-year, $85 million contract and also signed Le'Veon Bell. Uh, for a four-year, $52 million contract. The one team that Le'Veon Bell said he would never play for, even for $60 million, now signs with him for $52 million. So kind of funny how a year works. But uh, here's the thing. Uh, Noah, we'll start with you. Did the Jets overpay for Bell and Mosley, and are, are they are the Jets actually contenders now? Jets are nowhere near in contention. Sam Darnold's overrated. But uh, so more of the signing of C.J. Mosley was a good move. Maybe a little pricey for him, but he's a great defender. But Bell, mm-hmm. like he's had a year off, so like he's going to be fresh, but it's still too much money for a running back. No matter how, how you cut it, he's a receiving running back and he's a ground and pound running back. Like it's still too pricey and like he didn't get what he wanted. So he's just like, it's more of money for him over football, so it may not lead to production with the Jets. I agree. You know what this reminds me of? What's that? With them signing Bell. Remember when they signed LaDainian Tomlinson, who was starting mm-hmm. to decline? Yeah. This is what I, that, That's what I'm picturing with this. That okay, well, let's, but let's be honest here. Le'Veon Bell right at this moment is way better than what that LaDainian Tomlinson was he signed with the Jets. He is way better. Ladanian yeah, was but, on yeah. his way out at that point. Yeah, but they're just like some shocking parallels how they'll go after a uh, running back who, you know, is – yeah, like you said, LT was on his decline right there. But I think with Bell taking this year off, he's going to be sluggish out of the gate. He's gonna, oh, yeah. He's either yeah, going to yeah. come back with us or his mindset's just going to be more on the extracurricular stuff and not actually football. Remember, mm-hmm. it's called heavy wallet syndrome, and it started with Chris Johnson back when he was at the Titans. Yeah. Remember when he got paid? Mm-hmm. He couldn't run fast because that wallet was holding the shorts down. <laughs> so I think that's there's also that too, like like with anybody. So I think you're right. C.J. Mosley was a great sign, but I think they did kind of overpay him. Like he's like uh, they go. Yeah, we we kind of want you. Then C.J. Mosley looks over at like the Patriots, and then the Jets go, "All right, we'll give you what you want. Don't sign with them." Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, that's why we threw that much money at him. That that's a good representation. Go yeah, ahead. I I gotta agree on the Mosley uh, pickup. It it's a good deal for a defensive tackle of his caliber. But uh, if you're looking at the total value of Le'Veon Bell's contract. It's a little too much, as everybody agrees here. 
Uh, and I don't know. I just want to see Le'Veon Bell on the field again because I don't know if the reports of the chats that they put out there a couple of weeks ago that he gained 60 pounds over the offseason. Uh, if that's true, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't want to see him run. Yeah. <laughs> Like there is no way I am positive there is no way he that much weight I'm sure that he gained pretty decent weight but I'm pretty sure he did not gain that much yeah probably retirement. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but I mean if you're then also what I want to see with Bell is how his bonuses are really structured in that deal because it's only 25 million dollars guaranteed in that deal so what kind of bonuses does he really have in there? Are they uh, really easily achievable? And it's really the 13.125 million per year that it's basically guaranteed for him? Or is it harder to achieve? Like, I don't know, the Chats going to the playoffs and starting playoff games or something like that. Which, which let's be honest, is pretty unachievable with the Chats right now. So, yeah. they, of course, there are no details details on that right now so gotta wait and see if it's really that big contract that everybody's <laughs> talking about or if they just pushed it up a little bit yeah i mean that mosley pick was much better than the Le'Veon bell one i mean uh, yeah you're right they oversigned a little bit for mosley but the thing is is that mosley getting that contract versus bell getting that contract mosley is a little bit younger you just saw him have a uh, a Pro Bowl type season, and with Bell, he's a year off of not playing football. We don't know where his mindset is at. He j he blatantly said a year ago that he'd hate to play for your team. I mean, I don't know why the Jets thought it would be a great idea to sign a guy who publicly went on Twitter and said, "I will never play for this organization." It must be sad to play for them. I don't understand it, but I mean they they still have a lot of issues to deal with. And it's like that money could be spent somewhere else. I mean, mm -hmm. I think they're going to go defensive tackle in the draft to cap off their defense. I mean, their defense is going to look really good. They got Jamal Adams. They got CJ Mosley. They got Darren Lee. They they might get Quinn and Williams at the third pick. Just that defense is actually going to be pretty good next year. No denying that. But the problem is they still don't have an O-line. They don't have receivers. And like Noah said, their quarterback's a little overrated. I mean, there are a lot of people saying that he was going to be the best quarterback to come into the draft. He was the fourth best rookie quarterback last year. Fourth yeah. best. Coward, though, uh, briefly, we'll talk about Colin Coward. He says that he's the best quarterback and that Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. I remember specifically, I remember specifically hearing him say that every time. When yeah. in reality, Baker had the best season, and then it was Lamar Jackson, then Josh Allen, and then it was Sam Norman. Now, to, to be a little fair, I guess a little fair is Baker Mayfield kind of went into a decent situation with the Browns because they kind of had to put him in there because they had to change it. And Lamar came into a decent, a decent position. But, I mean, at the same time, I mean, Sam Darnold doesn't have much of an excuse there. But, yeah, I mean, these are good signings. They spend a little too much money, but they're good signings nonetheless. But does it make them uh, contenders to compete with the Patriots? I, I, I don't think that's true. They're they're not close yet, and they still need a couple more things. My out. 
Am no, I you're still there. No, no good. okay. I thought everybody was looking at me. Uh, that, that was sent directly to the New York Jets. Uh, okay. All right. Now we're going to go to the Redskins. Last team we'll name here of something before uh, before we get into our dark horse teams and the worst teams that have drafted or free agents so far. Well, obviously the Redskins got Landon Collins on a six-year, $84 million deal. Landon Collins reported that being able to follow in the footsteps of Sean Taylor was his main reason why he decided to go to the Redskins because he idolized Sean Taylor and because of the money. And very true. Money was definitely the bigger option there. Uh, And obviously the Colts were the runner-ups to that, but the Colts were easily not going to pay him that amount of money. Uh, So anyone can answer this was, if you're the Redskins, was it worth getting Collins only to put yourself thirteen million under the cap limit. No. Very simple. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> he, he spent too much money on what? How old is he? Thirty something or he, he is twenty. He 25. is twenty five years old. He looks super old. I'm not gonna lie, but no, he, he's playing a dying position right now. But he just got overpaid by the Redskins just to come back. And it's like, I don't like the move for the Redskins. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I think you should have just saved that money for like some offensive signing for like that offensive line that let Alex Smith go down with a leg injury. You mm-hmm. think that you'd protect your quarterback more than your backfield because True. by any chance that you get, I don't know, Josh Rosen for some reason, and you need him to be like the next guy up. Case Keenum, baby. Oh, God. No. <laughs> but, get that crap yeah. out of here. That's why I think – they should have. They yeah. They shouldn't have spent that much money on uh, Landon Collins because your offense is a lot is just as important as your defense. So you're willing to put yourself so much farther under the cap space just on one position. Yeah. One. Yeah. Exactly. Really. I'd especially be fed up. For, especially for a team that has so many needs right now, like that was totally unnecessary to get. Him. Yeah. They basically have holes everywhere in that offense right now and defense as well. So, it, I mean, I I like to compare it with what they did with Josh Norman a couple of years ago. He produced for two years down in Carolina, and then he came to Washington, got that big deal, big money, and all he could do in Washington was talk shit and not cover anybody. And Yep. That's basically what's going to happen to Collins there as well. Uh, yeah, and I and I totally agree with that. Happy wallet syndrome's a real thing. Yes, it was yeah. very true for a bunch of guys in free agency. All right, now we're going to move on to the dark horse teams. So obviously we've seen a lot of teams get talked about, like the Browns, and we've heard the Jets, and we've heard – uh, a couple of other teams like the Lions and a couple of other teams get talked about a lot in free agency for their moves. But I think there's been a lot of other teams out there that have done just as many free agent signings and have actually been just as effective, if not more effective, at free agent signings than those teams we just mentioned. Is there a team out there, Toby, we'll start with you, is there a team or multiple teams out there that you think actually are doing a better job at free agency? Uh, first off for me is Arizona. Nobody's really talking about Arizona, but what they did on their defense right now in free agency, it looks like a completely different team. Now they just have to concentrate on 
offense in the draft and with the number one overall pick, which is probably going to be Kyler Murray, uh, they're going to have a pretty decent team. I mean, they're not going to be anywhere near the race for the playoffs next season again, but they are at least a better team than last season, so they did a pretty decent job. And the second team that I don't think I have heard anybody talk about on the mainstream media for uh, so far are the Green Bay Packers, who are also reforming their defense completely and turning their team around so that maybe Aaron Rodgers get a, a shot at his second ring next season. Yeah. Noah, Josh, any any teams that you think are doing really well that are getting all idiots? I got two. And that would be the 49ers and the Chiefs. Okay. The 49ers because they got D Ford from the Chiefs. So I'm kind of tying these two in together. Because the Chiefs cleared up a lot of cap space. They said, probably we're thinking what the Colts did, you know. Kind of, you know, slowly getting away from all the old athletes that are like sinking your cap space to free up more to re-sign Pat Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. People like those. But the 49ers, their defensive line, once they get Solomon Thomas, who I still believe is going to be a dominant defensive tackle, once they figure out which position they want to put him in, you know. Not going to happen. He came in the league as a defensive tackle, you know. So you leave him there. And I hope with the uh, signing of uh, D. Ford, putting him on the right end and having Buckner on the left end, and having Thomas in the middle will finally help that defensive line. And sure, they could get Bosa, too, to move D. Ford in the defensive tackle, or Buckner in the defensive tackle, and have uh, Ford and Bosa on the left and the right side. So I think that's their biggest signing, at least in my opinion. So I think that's why the 49ers have done pretty well. And that's why I think the Chiefs are also in for a, a long, prosperous few years. Mm-hmm. Noah? I'd have to go with the Jaguars. Okay. Based solely on Big Nick. <laughs> Nick Foles, baby. So the, one, the one signing that they've had, and all of a sudden, oh, it, they're up there now, baby. I, I blame it solely on Blake Bortles for the Jaguars being bad. Not, No, not. But uh, having Nick Foles come in is really going to help shape the the Jaguars back to where they were two years ago facing the Patriots in the AFC Championship game based solely on Nick Foles. Nick Foles is the savior to any team based solely on the fact that he could beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. That's how Eli Manning could have gone to any other team and helped him win another Super Bowl. But the Giants held on to him, forcing him into this deep spiral of despair. So Nick Foles is going to lead the Jaguars to at least – an 11 and 5 season and maybe an AFC championship appearance. <laughs> Did I just hear that? No. Yep, yeah, Toby's going to be gone too. Yep. Okay, I'm about to do the exact same thing here. Listen, I can't argue with the logic that Nick Foles is a miracle goddess, but dude, <laughs> 11 and 5 and a chance to do that. Dude, just get out of here, Noah. Just stop. Dude, just stop it. Okay, look. Okay. All right. On serious note here, I'm actually going to go with another AFC South team. I, I agree with Toby and with Josh that the Packers and the four and the uh, Cardinals and the 49ers they've all had um, amazing off seasons. I think, to be completely honest with you, the Titans 
have had one of the better off-seasons, adding Adam Humphreys, adding Cameron Wake, and adding a bunch of other pieces to their roster that they truly need to help boost them to a possible playoff spot because they were they were really close last year, but the Colts held them off from doing that. We'll just have to see if that that, that doesn't concern me. That doesn't you concern know who me. the uh, Titans got to sign? Who's that? Big Dick Nick. Oh God! All right, all right. Lead anybody to a division championship? (laughs) Yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah, well, well, he'll be saying that when he's getting sacked forty times this next year because they have no O line and no receivers. And then when their running back Leonard Fournette gets suspended again for some odd reason, (laughs) that's why they go Jonah Williams. Yeah, I, I think they might. All right, so last last topic on free agency. Uh, who do you guys think is the biggest loser of all the teams in free agency so far? Is it your team? We're doing no, it. No. We can all replace people. <laughs> uh, the Giants are in our all right spot. It's just more of... Okay, I'll start out here. The Browns. Because just as glorious as that looked... They're going to be in for a world of hurt if they don't sort things out for the future because they gave up their first pick, their their first round pick, their third round pick, and Jabril Peppers. Oh, you you know who, who really got it? The Bengals. The Bengals yeah. signed some yeah. scrub. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's about all I've heard. Yeah. The Bengals are easily going to finish last in the uh, in their division because they yeah, don't definitely. have any goals. Yeah, they, they probably go 0 and 16. Yeah. They might and never know. Andy Honestly, Dalton is not nice. elite. Joe Flacco's more elite than Andy Dalton. And you know they're gonna saying. bring back Marvin Lewis after the season because yeah. they are actually <laughs> oh, getting they worse. No, <laughs> don't do it. Back to the safety blanket. All right, and, and I think that the Cowboys and the Bengals are pretty close with each other on that because I mean, if you're the Cowboys, the the biggest off season move you've had was paying your 36-year-old tight end to come back and yeah. where he could have just made more money staying in the booth and you then know, losing no, no, your no, Quinn Beasley. Yes, he did the world of the favor. Yeah. That yes, up. he did the favor. We've said that several times on the podcast when he yeah. left. But, yeah, I mean, like, and Cole Beasley left. I mean, obviously they weren't going to sign him to a $20 million deal. There was no way in hell. But then again, you're right, the Bengals – Dude, the Bengals are the bottom pit of the AFC <laughs> of the AFC North. Is like, dude, what are they doing? Like, all these other teams are making big moves, and they're over here re-signing a a right tackle or something. I don't know what the heck they're doing. Careful what uh, you say, Derek. Remember, you're moving to that city in a few weeks. The yeah, Bengals yeah. Are- <laughs> I'm working baseball. I'm not working football though. Chill out. The they're Bengals- not my team. <laughs> Bengals are getting moved to London. Watch. <laughs> Them or Jacksonville, it's one or the other. All right, now we're going to move to the next topic here. Before we get into my mock draft, we're going to do the AFC and NFC South biggest team needs. We're going to start with the NFC South this time. Uh, Toby, we'll start with you. What uh, What are the Panthers' biggest needs? Uh... Well, at first I had a center there after they uh, not did not re- uh, resign Khalil, but they took care of that. Right now, for me, it's a left tackle. To yeah, mm-hmm. basically, 
keep Cam Newton on the field for once without being injured. And the other thing is a cornerback to not get destroyed by Drew Brees every year. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's my two biggest needs for the Panthers. Guys, what Noah, Josh, what are your biggest needs for them? Uh, Jeez. I'd probably say maybe a receiver for the Panthers. Not going to lie, I'm not up to date with the Carolina needs, but probably offensive line and maybe wide receiver, maybe D-line. Because <laughs> Luke Keekley can do it all, but you need penetration up front. So it's just more of how things are going to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's also like a left guard or a left tackle on the offensive line. And for the defensive side, I'd say you're probably going to need another lockdown quarterback like you had with Josh Norman. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Toby, and then I agree with Josh. Offensive line, they definitely need to be able to protect Cam Newton, especially Cam Newton now after coming back. He's going to come back from that shoulder problem that he's having. And, and I agree, the cornerback they definitely need. They still have Luke Keekley at linebacker, and their defensive line's not terrible, but they do need another corner to help with that defense. All right, now we're going to go to the Falcons. Noah, uh, biggest needs for the Falcons? Quarterback. Man, Thank guys. you. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Toby just said they're like, nice. He's like, yes. Let's see. Probably, they probably need something on defense. Maybe a. They totally need something yeah. on defense. It's they need a lot team. on defense, but I don't know specifically what they would need. Probably linebacker, or nice edge rusher. All okay, right. Josh. Unlike Noah, I still believe that Matty Ice still has some uh, strength left in that arm of his. He's so garbage. I'm going to say on a five-year, one hundred and fifty million dollar contract, he is not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but Nick Foles uh, deserves that money. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> but uh, ser- in all seriousness, now I'd say that the uh, Falcons need uh, a linebacker and a cornerback to get started. Because I still think their defensive line is pretty solid. They just need some secondary help. And Toby, Toby. you should be you should be like thanking me or something. Like yeah, that. I, like, I, I know, but secondary. I know, but. I hope they get anything on offense because I like the defense how it is right now because it's an easy two wins. <laughs> but, yeah, basically they need anything on defense what they can get right now. Uh, I totally disagree with Josh on the defensive line. They need edge rushers. They need interior defensive linemen. They need linebackers. Uh, even the backfield – yeah, give give me a defensive player. The Falcons give me probably need it. Hunter, kicker. Well, I mean, like the one position they don't need is the inside linebacker, with Dion Jones. Yeah, that's the only that's, that's the only position. The only but... position they don't need right now. So I agree, defensive end and corner. Give me everything defensive wise because you know they still got a good quarterback. They still got one of the best receivers in the game. They still have an underrated running back and a decent offensive line. They just need to get that defense back up. And now, the Bucks. Noah or Josh, what do you got? Quarterback. I could see that, at least. <laughs> and eh, Mike Evans is around. Who's the running back? Still Doug Martin? No, he's no. gone. He gone. He's gone. Running back. <laughs> Going all offense, no defense yeah. here. Josh, what do we got? 
cornerback and safety. That's what I believe in. Because they still have Gerald McCoy, don't they? For their defensive line. Or did he yes. go away? Uh, I, think I think he's still they there. Do. Wait, wait. Derek, take over. I'll I'll look that up real quick. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, you obviously said uh, defensive at what? In corner and safety. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I I agree they need defense. Uh, I said I said linebacker and safety since mm-hmm. now they lost Quan Alexander, they definitely need a linebacker to fill that void, which is why I think they actually will draft Josh Allen if the Raiders don't. Uh, and then they definitely need a safety to help that backfield. And now Toby's favorite team. Well, uh, we're gonna start with uh, so uh, Tampa Bay first. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're gonna uh, uh, first off, Jeremy McCoy has still a contract uh, until 2022 with the Bucks, So okay. he's Good still on the roster. And, yeah, my biggest need is a basically left tackle, guard, offensive line, or just get a better quarterback, uh, and linebacker. Can we like legally ask Jameis Winston to change his last name to Luston? Because that's all he does. He provides L's and loses. It, lose it. <laughs> he doesn't deserve. You, to have you know those. what? They, yeah. they they might they might just be better off if they let Jameis Winston take over in the second half of games and let Ryan Fitzpatrick take over the first half. Literally, they might just be a better football team that way. Honestly. Oh gosh. All right. Well, now they we're first have to resign to... Fitzpatrick. Oh, that's the first they thing. Have to resign that, yeah. Toby, we're going to start with you on this one. It's your favorite team. What do the Saints need? First off, give me a cornerback that can actually cover somebody that (laughs) is not Marshawn Lattimore. Somebody on the other side of the field that the other team cannot throw to and get Eli like. (laughs) I mean, I hope Eli Apple can get up to speed with the defense, but I mean. They are probably gonna resign Ken fucking Crawley. Sorry for my language there. <laughs> no, it's all right. We just heard Big Dick Nick. So I think... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Lord and Savior of the Jaguars organization. But keep going, Toby. God, God, how the hell are you gonna keep Ken Crawley on that team? So g- give me a cornerback, and Gosh. then give me a tight end for Drew Brees in the end zone that doesn't does not drop the ball in a conference championship game in the first quarter that would have won you the game true well I mean if Noah Fant is still in the draft you could probably get him he's he's not gonna be around at the uh, 62nd pick yeah he'll definitely be (laughs) if if not first he'll definitely be early second yeah so uh, give me a tight end. I I hope for Jared Cook to be honest. Noah, Josh, I'd probably say cornerback as well. Then probably a receiver that can run through contact, not have to get the pass interference. <laughs> Maybe get the Saints to the Super Bowl. Not gonna lie. <laughs> You're throwing some shade. Jesus, no, I'd probably definitely go offensive line. Josh, yeah. I'm with Noah on this one. I'd say. Yeah, get an offensive, another offensive lineman, maybe a better center, you know. You got Max Unger at center. Who do you want? 
Saturday. Jeff Saturday. It is fine now. Be really good. Saturday out of the studios of ESPN. So anything's possible. Joe Thomas making a comeback. And I think now, Toby. I think now. I think you could maybe agree with me on this. I think kind of going off your scheme of wanting to uh, compliment Marshawn Lattimore corner, I say find a receiver to compliment Michael Thomas. I think, you know, they have their plethora of receivers, don't get me wrong, but they need to find a more consistent wide receiver threat that can compliment Michael. So, yeah, wide receiver, and then I said linebacker. Linebacker, definitely. All right, now we're going to go to the uh, AFC. Okay, uh, Derek, uh same question here as well. Uh, with okay. same with the center, who do you want to replace at linebacker right now? Uh, you know, I don't know the roster right offhand, but I mean, it's funny just because it's like you know we we hear so much about their their safeties and their corners, and then you know you obviously had Sheldon Rankins in there before, but uh, I, I never really hear anything about the linebacker. I mean, position. Demario Davis had one of the best seasons at linebacker last year. He's a peach, Derek. If you're going to take on Toby with the Saints, he's, be prepared. He's going to clap back at you. Hey, I'm sorry, man. That's why it's his team, okay? That is why it's his that, team, okay? And now we're going to go to our team's division, okay? We're going right. to start with the Texans in the AFC South. Noah, biggest needs for the Texans. <sighs> they're good at quarterback. Who's the running back right now? Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller. Okay, they're good there. I say... Uh, linebacker maybe maybe a corner as well i'm not really up to verse with the texans but i know deshaun watson's freaking amazing deandre hopkins freaking amazing maybe deshaun's a little overrated in my opinion but deandre is definitely really good no get me wrong there all right ready for mine mine's gonna be both right and left guard both the offensive line as much as i hate to say it it's horrible so if it gets better it's gonna, you know, do well for us. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with Josh. Uh, left guard, right guard, and I'd also throw left uh, tackle and right tackle in there as well. So basically, other than center, I think the entire offensive line needs an overall. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say the same thing. It completely offensive line because you know they signed Bradley Roby as corner. They signed uh, they signed Gibson from the Jags. Uh, they're pretty decent at those positions there. I was going to say safety when they lost Tyron Matthew, but they got a decent replacement in Gibson. But uh, yeah, you're right. The offensive line, that that thing just needs a complete overhaul. All right, now we're going to go to the Titans. Toby, what do you got? Uh, I'd say first a nose tackle for the Titans and a cornerback. Let's bring that defense up to speed a little bit more down there. <clears throat> Josh, what do you got? Let's see. Oh, they're good. I'd say get a free safety. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh and I guess like yeah, like a new uh center. Because you got Taylor this is the Titans, Taylor right? Juan yeah, left Taylor tackle. Juan's a beast. I love the yeah. he even though he's from Michigan. Very funny, man. I really wish that he was a free agent so the Colts could sign him. So we have Quentin Nelson, Taylor Lewan, Ryan Kelly. And then all you have to do is fix the uh, right guard position and then get a – Very true. And uh, lastly, yeah, so safety and, like, another center or a right guard. All right, Toby? 
I already did mine. Oh, <laughs> Noah. No, right? I never heard Noah's. I'd say uh, get him another receiver. Get Mario another receiver. <laughs> and then uh, probably somewhere on the offensive line that's not Taylor Lawn. Right, I agree. At all cost. Yeah, I, I think they need defensive line. To be completely honest, even with uh, the signing of Cameron Wake, I still think they need something better there. And, and I agree with you guys. I think they honestly do need an interior lineman, somebody that's going to protect the inside of, of Mariota, that's for sure. Uh, and the Jaguars, I think this one might be the simplest of teams and when in regards to what they actually need. Noah, we're going to start with you because we know <laughs> they don't need a quarterback anymore. What do they need on that team now? Let's get uh, Big Dick Nick a uh, nice receiver. Then let's build up some of the offensive line, give them some protection. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're going to be running the uh, AFC South if the Colts and the Texans aren't too careful. Josh, what do you got? Oh, geez. Uh, hmm. Uh, I guess just work on that whole offensive line. Right and left guard, work your way out. Toby? Uh, well, I, I'm going to give uh, Nick Falls or Big Dick Nick a couple of receivers there with some wide receivers and at least one tight end that he can throw a ball to. So that actually may be something close to what Noah said. Could... Maybe, yep. Offensive line and wide receiver. They they need every single bit of help that they can get to protect Big Dick Nick. I I wanted to say it at some point. I didn't get a chance (laughs) till just now. All right, now we're going to go to the last team here, the Colts. Noah, what do you think are the biggest needs for the Colts right now? I'd probably say safety and maybe a cornerback. Just because listening to Josh watch the game, something about Tampa two or something. The Tampa two defense, I the hate. The Tampa two <laughs> defense, baby. Keep them throwing the ball deep, but it doesn't stop anything underneath if you don't so, know how to play zone. Coming to the like third it. down shops real soon. The Tampa two T-shirt. <laughs> but uh, I personally like the Colts right now, setup wise, because they got a solid O line right now. They got a great quarterback in Andrew Luck. They have mm-hmm. a really like slept on running back what's his name mac or something marlon mac yep marlon mac mm-hmm. and Mar- maybe a receiver too like mm-hmm. just because yeah Andrew like needs a big body to throw to josh big- you 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 know this team almost as well as anybody you need to know who the what the biggest needs are for them right now yeah. defensive tackle yes and a right outside linebacker that that one's a little debatable, but it's a, it is another need. Because I mean, I really wanted to go after Jamie Collins. I'm not sure if he's still out there or not, but if they get oh, he come, is, he is. Yeah, but he's he's ass to the point where he's at least worth one year, ten million dollars. He's a nice ass. He's not ass. He's a nice ass. <laughs> no. No. He's a nice ass. No, 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 no. All right, all right. Let's let's Man. worry about being monetized here. Okay. Are we going to be monetized? I doubt. No, it. not on this one. No, not no, on... definitely not that one. All right, uh, all right. We heard Josh, Toby. What do you think? Um, well, I'm also going with the defensive tackle first, and then give me a complimenting uh, defensive end there as well, and get that defensive line up to speed. And I think the Colts should be fine with that. 
Yeah, and I agree with you guys. The pass rush is the biggest issue the Colts have. We saw it in the Kansas City game when they could literally not get a pressure at all on Patrick Mahomes. They need a pass rusher of any kind. And before they signed Funchess, I was going to say wide receiver, but since they've kind of filled that void a tad bit, I think they honestly need a safety just as much as anybody else because now that Clayton Gathers is most likely not going to return, they need somebody else back there to help compliment uh, Malik Hooker. All right, so now we're going to move on to what everybody has been waiting for this whole podcast, my mock draft. Derek, before you get started with your, with your 2.0 mock draft, I just got to say one last thing. Okay. Can we please move the Colts to the AFC East and have the Dolphins go to the AFC South? You don't want that. I I, I do. I, I seriously do. Congrats on not making the playoffs then. Oh, oh, we make the playoffs, no question about it, because we beat the Bills and the Jets every time we play them. I mean, and then we beat the Patriots on. one time. Derek, tweet that out after this. Okay, I will do yeah, that. Yeah, I will do that. I, I will put that as you you specifically stated that. I will make sure of it. All right, now we're gonna move on with my mock draft. Toby got all the everything up, set, and ready to go. Yep, I got you. All right, so with the first pick. In the 2019 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray, quarterback out of Oklahoma. I still think that they're needing a quarterback more than anything. Uh, With the second pick, the San Francisco 49ers get Nick Bosa, defensive end of Ohio State. I think they still need a pass rusher to complement that defense. And like I said earlier, with the third pick, the New York Jets select Quinnen Williams. I think they're still looking for a pass rush, and Quinnen Williams definitely is that guy in the middle. And with the fourth pick, the Oakland Raiders select Montez Sweat, uh, defensive end out of Mississippi State. I think they truly need a pass rush, and I think as much as they want to get Josh Allen, but Josh Allen is more of a linebacker rather than a defensive end, so I think they really need Montez Sweat. And with the fifth pick, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Josh Allen, linebacker from Kentucky. They need somebody to replace Quan Alexander, and I think uh, Josh Allen is that perfect mix. And with the sixth pick, the New York Giants select Jonah Williams, tackle out of Alabama. I guess if you're going to go one more year with a bad quarterback, you might as well try and keep him upright. So that would be that. And with the seventh pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Cody Ford, the tackle out of Oklahoma, get some uh, protection for Big Dick Nick. They definitely need that. And and now this is where the Detroit pick in me just like this kind of haunted at me. With the eighth pick, the Detroit Lions select TJ Hawkinson, tight end out of Iowa. Even though they just got the tight end from Pittsburgh, I said from Jesse James, I'm still firmly believing that the – the hype of Detroit getting a new tight end is real. I really do. And with the ninth pick, the Buffalo Bills select DK Metcalf, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. That's their biggest need is a wide receiver right now. And I think with the combine, I think everyone agrees he's the number one at the moment. And with the 10th pick, the Denver Broncos select Greedy Williams, defensive back out of LSU. All right, guys, top 10. What, what do you guys think of my top 10? I like the Kyler Murray one, but what do you do with uh, Josh Rosen? 
Uh, oh, they're, uh, they're trying to, to the shop Giants. him. They're trying to shop him. He's going to be I mean, your anything, you know, I, Rosen had a better season than Jared Goff did his rookie year. Yeah, but I mean, it's not saying much when you look at the team success. And besides, the, the New England Patriots have actually said they really want Josh Rosen, actually. Yeah, said if Arizona is yeah. willing to trade him for a decent price, they'd be willing to take Josh Rosen. So, I wouldn't mind that and give actually give him a year to be behind a uh, quarterback. Yeah. That would keep you from having to draft one in this draft here. And, I mean, it's a guy that's already in the in the NFL for a year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it all. I'd say, like, the quarterbacks from the 2012 draft were the last ones that you could truly throw in there as a starter, you know? Yeah. That, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes had to sit a year. So, but like, what what about the rest of those picks, boys? What do you got? I like them. Um, yeah, personally, I, yeah, Josh, I, go I, ahead. Yeah. I was going to say personally, I was going to say with that Jets one, I would have had Jonah Williams right there because if you mm-hmm. think Darnold is your guy to go with, you got to protect him. So right. I, that's my only thing about it. Other than that, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I had also switch the uh, to New York picks because. You know mm-hmm. the Giants are gonna go with a defensive tackle again. That's just their thing. Not going for a quarterback and drafting a defensive tackle instead. And I know uh, that we're not on the same page for Denver here, because I don't see Denver not going for a quarterback if Dwayne Haskins is still available at ten. And sorry for our sole commentator on our videos on YouTube, aren't glad. Um, you can comment on this video again. I'm going to go uh, with the quarterback for the Broncos if Dwayne Haskins is still available there. But cornerback is still a need for them. But if Dwayne Haskins is still on the board, I can't see them passing him up with Joe Flacco <laughs> being the only decent quarterback on their team. True. True. That That's going to be a tough one to look at. Um. Okay. So with the 11th pick, the Cincinnati Bengals select Devin White inside linebacker from LSU. Linebackers, probably they're one of their biggest needs, if not for an offensive tackle, but they really need that linebacker spot. And with the 12th pick, the Green Bay Packers select Rashawn Gary, defensive end out of Michigan. Uh, I think that even though they've been getting some decent free agents on defense, I think when you look at Rashawn and his ability to just rush the passer, I think that's the one small thing that they're missing. And with the 13th pick, the Miami Dolphins select Dwayne Haskins, quarterback from Ohio State. They've pretty much shown they're going quarterback this draft. It just depends on which one. And I think that Dwayne might still be there for them. And with the 14th pick, the Atlanta Falcons select Clellan Farrell, defensive end out of Clemson. Like we said, their entire defense needs work, so give them anything defense-wise. And with the 15th pick, the Washington Redskins select Marquise Brown, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Uh, they actually they have a decent quarterback uh, for at the time being, and they, they definitely need a receiving threat because that's one thing they're missing. And with the 16th pick, the Carolina Panthers select Andre Dillard, offensive tackle from Washington State. Uh, like we said earlier, they need to protect Cam Newton, and Dillard is the second-best pass-protecting tackle in this draft, only behind Jonah Williams. And with the 17th pick, which I might change a little bit later, the New York Giants, which was formerly the Cleveland Browns pick, it will be A.J. Brown, wide receiver out of Mississippi. 
originally that's what I had thought until they signed Golden Tate. I might end up changing that pick, though. Uh, with the 18th pick, the Minnesota Vikings select Greg Little, uh, tackle out of Mississippi. Uh, they absolutely need uh, pass protection because their offensive line was garbage last year. They need to protect Kirk Cousins better than what they did. And with the 19th pick, the Tennessee Titans select Andrew Wingard, a cornerback out of Wyoming. I think that they, like, I don't remember if it was Josh or Noah that said it, that they need a better corner to help uh, make that defense backfield better. So I think that would be a good one. And with the 20th pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Devin Bush, inside linebacker from Michigan. Again, to replace Ryan Shazier, that's been their biggest fault point in the defense so far. And I, I think that's a pretty much set in stone pick. So what do you guys think of 10 through 20? Um, I I disagree with you on Andre Dillard. Cause okay. uh, I I don't know I'm I'm I have your mock draft right here and uh I don't see Jawan Taylor anywhere on there and I would take Jawan Taylor uh out of Florida over uh uh your Andre Dillard uh easily so I'd probably go with Jawan Taylor to Carolina over Dillard okay. Yeah, uh, it's pretty solid right there. But I'm with Toby on this one with the uh, Dillard one. I, yeah, I would have switched them around with the Javon Taylor as well. But I do like the uh, Miami getting Dwayne Haskins. Okay. You know, because it, it makes sense. Because if you're going to start over in Miami, you want to start to have a quarterback you can build around and get to know their fundamentals. Right. But, um, yeah, it's looking pretty solid. I like the Rashawn Gary one is the one that surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. So does that mean he's going to have Chase Winovich at 30 to uh, help him out on that side? Please, for the love of God, <laughs> stop. All right. Noah, what do you think? Long snapper. <laughs> Noah, what do you think? I liked it. What's going to happen is, like, I know you're just going off the list. It's going to become a uh, basically a race to see who takes Haskins because uh, – mm-hmm. Once Murray's gone at one, it's going to be between the Dolphins, maybe Broncos, and the Giants to get Haskins yeah, on the team. So you're about to see some major moves. Yeah, definitely. I, I like those picks. All right, good. All right, we're going to finish off strong here. With the 21st pick, the Seattle Seahawks select Ed Oliver, defensive tackle out of Houston. I think they want another pass rusher to help complement Frank Clark. With the 22nd pick, Baltimore selects and Keel Harry, wide receiver out of Arizona State. I said earlier they needed a wide receiver to help give Lamar Jackson a better uh, help on offense, and even though Harry doesn't have tremendous speed, his catch radius is insane. Uh, And Houston, with the 23rd pick, Houston will select Mitch Hyatt, an offensive tackle out of Clemson. Uh, Like we said, they need a complete offensive line overhaul, and that is one of the places to do it. And with the 24th pick, the Oakland Raiders select Mac Wilson, linebacker out of Alabama. Uh, we said that they needed to help on their defense, and that's the next best linebacker there for me. With the 25th pick, Philadelphia selects Byron Murphy, defensive back out of Washington. Uh, they definitely need some more secondary help, especially in depth because of what we saw last season. 
With the 26th pick, the Indianapolis Colts select Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle out of Clemson. I really like his personality and his ability to play. And with the 27th pick, the Oakland will select David Edwards, offensive uh, tackle out of Wisconsin. I think to complement, you know, the offensive line along with, you know, the Trent Brown signing. And with the 28th pick, the Los Angeles Chargers select DeAndre Walker, the linebacker out of Georgia. I think they definitely need a linebacker to help boost that defense a little more. Uh, with the 29th pick, Kansas City selects DeAndre Baker, cornerback out of Georgia. They need some serious secondary help, uh, even with the addition of Tyron Matthew. So I think they definitely could use a corner to help lock down some receivers. With the 30th pick, the Green Bay Packers select Landis Durham, linebacker at its. Wow, that just really happened. No, the, yeah. not to cut into uh, Derek right now, but Tyreek Hill is under investigation for an alleged battery charge. Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City All Chiefs. All right, that's well, big they, news. Yeah, that's uh, that big contract is falling through. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, uh, we might they might be holding off on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. All, All right, right. Um, and that will probably most likely pick. be something we will see next. Yeah. That's something we will probably talk about next week when we learn more details. But thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, and it will continue with the draft here. Uh, my last two picks. Uh, uh, first the thirtieth. You cut out before the thirtieth. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, with the thirtieth pick, the Green Bay Packers select Landis Durham, linebacker out of Texas A and M. With the 31st pick, the Los Angeles Rams select Anferny Jennings, linebacker from Alabama. And with the 32nd pick, the New England Patriots select Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle out of Clemson. I think Dexter Lawrence's draft stock might drop a little bit. If he drops that far and he's still available, I do think that they'll want him to help replace Trey Flowers. What do you guys think of 21 through 32? I, I love the Patriots pick. Anybody from the <laughs> Alabama region, like I'm fine with them. Like if they're just a tad bit off, the Patriots will whip him back into shape. But I think he's he'll be a good fit if he ends up there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who'd you have the Colts getting? Was it Wilkins? Christian Wilkins. Yeah. I kind of don't see him falling that far to us. Like I still yeah. think Draymond Jones has a better chance with us than uh, fair or yeah. Wilkins. I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, my thing that, well, on my board at least, uh, Keel Harry, I know you said he doesn't have the speed, but he has the catch radius, but I'd put, and you're probably going to like this, Derek, I'd put uh, Paris Campbell there instead of Harry. Okay. All right, I can, I can respect that one. I actually tried to, like, I actually tried to, like, defend Paris Campbell on Twitter the other day with a Colts fan. So, you know, but that didn't, you know, he didn't want to hear any of it, but because <laughs> I, maybe because I brought Michael Thomas's name in it. I don't know, <laughs> but either way, I mean, all right, that's my mock draft. That's the 2.0 mock draft. Obviously there's some things I'll need to change as, you know, we get to see a little bit more free agency, but, and as you just heard, Noah broke the news that Tyree kills under investigation that is something that we will follow closely and more details I'm sure will be coming soon. Uh, but that is all the time we have for this podcast. 
for all of you that watched this. Thank you very much for watching. We hope you enjoyed this extended version of the Third Down Squad podcast. I want to thank Noah for coming on. Great help. Yeah. Uh, he brought some really good insight. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and be sure to follow our Twitters and our Third Down Squad podcast Twitter. And as always, guys, peace. See ya. Later.